Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. Is that uh, the Dixon Marine Corps flannel you have on? It is. <laughs> Those are Dixon flannels are. If they want to sponsor us, we'd be happy to have them sponsor us. But I think the veteran community is already fairly well aware of Dixon <clears throat> flannels. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's probably still a bunch of people who don't know about them. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's still people who you heard about them. I'm like, yeah, I did have known about them for like four years. Yeah. Yeah. They they have uh, almost like limited edition ones. They make a bunch and then sometimes they go away and never come back. Sometimes they come back by popular demand. Yeah, they always change them though. Like the Voorhees one, uh, the Crystal Lake or whatever. Um, they do every. They, they like to do a Halloween one every. Yeah. Every year, <clears throat> and they do a few, but they're always different print. And then they did create the Voorhees board shorts, which are the same print as the last year's uh, flannel for Jason Voorhees. Um, and this year, I think they called it the Crystal Lake, which yeah. was a little bit different, but in the same genre. Anyway, they're not sponsoring us. We're not giving them no. plugs, but we do like their stuff. Uh, so we are going to try something different this week that um, we've been talking about. And some of you guys have been asking us to do more regularly, which is the discussing uh, videos and things that are on the Internet. And this is one that we've gotten asked about. Uh, it's actually, I think it's probably two or three videos separately that we've been asked about. So we thought we'd in this podcast episode, we'd lump them together. <laughs> That, right, I, th- I think we just have two on here, um, but we can talk about that third one. Yeah, because um, I know I we both I don't seen know it. If I have it. Yeah, but I just don't know if I have if I have it up on here. Yeah, but they're both pretty interesting. Um, I guess I could preface it by, "Ooh, that's hot." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't honestly. I'm gonna say this, and this might be controversial because one was controversial. Um. I think it was a shitty situation, but I'm definitely the first video. I don't think that the officers could have done anything different unless they had prior knowledge of what was in the yeah. backpack. And the second well, one, well, let's not, let's not give our conclusions until we actually like, why don't you start by explaining it? each video? <clears throat> okay. Cause we're going to post them, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll post them. I'll, I'll get up there and, and uh, post them up uh, today. And I, I'd be um, willing to bet a lot of you have seen some of these on the news. Um, because they're yes, fairly they've, well known. They've made headlines. Um mm-hmm. or all over Facebook because that's where you guys get your news, right? Um, right. That's where I get most of my news. I'm just kidding. That's where I get uh my world news. Anyways, <clears throat> so the first video is a pursuit, and the pursuit is of a motorcycle. Um, go figure. And so they're chasing this motorcycle, uh, engaged pursuit. I don't know exactly what they're what they're chasing if do you know exactly what they're chasing because the video just starts off they're in a pursuit no i i have not yet been able to figure out who it's probably a g-ride it could be or it could be reckless it could be it could be reckless for sure because it's motorcycle and they like to do some crazy stunts but regardless simple fact they're in a they're in a pursuit um so they engage in the pursuit um you know they finally come to a conclusion. Um, the bike kind of wrecks out because the, the 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 rider jumps off. Um, officer almost smokes a car. 
that's parked and a foot pursuit, a short foot pursuit uh, ensues. Um, as they're chasing, the officer deploys a taser, striking the suspect in the back. This is the first thing that I'm going to say is that um, a lot of agencies will have a different policy on this. I know my agency, if someone's running away from you, you're not going to tase them in the back because they can fall forward and break their grill, right? They can break their face because the neuromuscular, neuromuscular incapacitation, NMI, will likely uh, come into play. They'll lock up completely, and then they will lose all control of bracing, and they will smack their face and break their shit. Um, so most agencies, I'm not going to say all, I'm going to say most because I don't know every agency out there, will have a policy against um, a fleeing uh, suspect um, where you tase them in the back. Now, there are exceptions like a violence gave a fleeing felon where you can shoot them and things like that. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about tasing. So he goes, deploys a taser, suspect goes down, but simultaneously combusts. Now, right, this like isn't... instant, like, like not even do <laughs> not fast go, do not collect no. $200. It looks like fireball. the devil just used his telepathy oh. and engulfed the guy in flames, you know? Yeah, to the point where I was like, oh, shit, when I when I saw it, like, audible. Like, it was a it was like a oh, shit moment out loud. So right. when you guys watch it, you'll, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Well, apparently, his backpack had combustible materials such as gasoline inside of it. Yeah, I guess and he had a gallon was- of gas in his backpack. Right, and it's leaking all over the fucking place because anytime you put gas into a gas can it doesn't stay inside of that gas can it leaks all over and plus the fumes let me tell you this from personal experience of lighting myself on fire right the fumes <laughs> from gasoline will ignite you do not have to have liquid so any fumes of gasoline will ignite and instantaneously combust very quickly very fast a big flash and then it'll ignite the the liquid. Well, um, as we've as we as those of you who are anything you know know anything about how the old gas engines work, <laughs> um, it's the internal combustion engine, and right. you take the fuel and you aerate it through carburation or fuel injection or whatever you're going to do, and that air mix air fuel mixture creates a highly combustible gas, right? That then takes a tiny spark and explodes it moving a piston. Okay, real quick engineering, like automotive lesson there to tell you that when you're covered in gasoline fumes, which is essentially gas that has naturally mixed with the air, and then somebody applies a taser, hence the spark plug, (laughs) (laughs) you become a human piston, I guess. Yeah, a human fucking piston is a good way to put it. For all you gearheads out there. But so like there's gonna be a lot of people who are like, oh, I didn't know fumes ignited because uh, yeah. my dumbass at the age of like 14 had no idea. Because well, I didn't know the inner workings of an engine. Right. right? Or right. any you, you, type of well, physics. You grew up watching like movies where somebody's standing in a puddle of gas and they'll flick right. a cigarette into the puddle of gas or flick a match or drop a lighter, and the lighter oh. will ignite the puddle of gasoline. Mm. Right. When or, in reality, if you get that match anywhere near that puddle of gas and it's mixed with the air properly, you're going to have a big cloud of fire. Right. And then you have the people who are like, oh, I'm going to light my hands on fire. Ooh, look at that. And they put it out. That is alcohol. That is not gasoline. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's, that's it's alcohol. Quickly evaporating substance. Yes. That is not an oily substance no. that stays there and soaks into shit. Yeah, that, so this guy. A petroleum product is what gasoline right. is. That with petroleum <laughs> being the oil. So this, this, yeah, dude, man. So this guy 
fucking explodes. There's no other way. Yeah. He yeah. explodes. Like you can't see him and he explodes. And then Dude, you see it him It looks like around. a horror movie when the bad guy gets doused uh-huh. in flames and like has to walk towards the victim or something like that. Oh yeah. But he just it looks like whoosh. a stuntman. Yeah. The way he's running around, he's like, fuck. Yeah. And you see the cops run away. Right. Now, if you keep watching, the cops mm-hmm. run away to go get a fire extinguisher. What else Correct. are you supposed to do? Be- right. Because there's nothing else they can do. And they run no. away because like, oh, fuck, fire. I don't want to get burned, right? So right. they go and they grab the fire extinguisher. They come back and they proceed to put him out. Mm-hmm. And then they start giving commands. Put your hand behind your back. And if right. people are watching, why are they telling him to put your hands behind? He's, he's burned. Yeah, but he's also a wanted suspect. So they have to do that. Um, and burns knowing- don't hurt the se- – like. You can be completely numb and able to do things. Right. There's a guy that fell into a sulfur pit, like a sulfur pool at Yellowstone, and he had like third degree burns over most of his body. His skin was melting off. He died the next day at the hospital. But when he got out of the pool, he didn't feel it. Right. So he had to look at people and say, how bad is it? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be the first one to tell you, you don't feel it. When you get burned. Third degree burn, not second degree or first degree, because those hurt the worst because your nerve endings are still attached. When you get third degree burns, it goes deep into the tissue and it kills those nerve endings. Hence, no pain. It is it is very bad because you're going to feel that shit later because when you go to debridement, they're going to have to scrape it all off to where they start getting blood and good nerve endings and Mm -hmm. good uh, salt. uh, salvageable tissue, yeah. uh, if you will. And so <clears throat> they 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 put him out, take him into custody, end of story. Now, if they had prior knowledge of, hey, he's got gasoline, it's always a good rule of thumb is don't fucking taste. If there's ever a doubt in your mind that the suspect might be covered in something combustible, mm-hmm. I had a perfect example. I had a suspect who was doused himself in bleach. Now I'm not a scientist or whatever. And I was like, I know it's a base. I know it's highly acidic, but I don't think it's combustible, but I didn't want a human fireball. So I decided against tasing and just went hands-on and I was able to go hands-on. Now, if there's ever a doubt in your mind, don't fucking do it because it, you could lead to a massive fireball. You can get yourself burned. You can get, obviously the suspect's going to get burned and it's very dangerous. Now I'm not saying don't tase. I'm just saying, know your surroundings, know, know the person, know, um, well, right. And we'll, we can, maybe we can, what they're covered in or what they have. Let's probably get into the tips when we sum up, because we're going to talk about, because this, I would say in that video as opposed to the second video we watched, right. There the was, there was a, there was no expectation. Those. Okay. Right. So imagine things you just can't see, right. For you guys that are, uh, uh, have been in the military sniper fire you just can't see it right it's just gonna happen right somebody right. is standing there talking and then crack they go down um right. you know you fire with, with you we've seen those videos where you fire a, a you know one rocket or one mortar round or one howitzer or whatever and you hit an ammo dump and all of a sudden the secondary explosions you know everybody knows well if 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 you blow up secondaries that you didn't know were there it's it's not your fault i mean it's cool but it's right. there. you didn't know it was there you, you didn't know there so you, you for the military guys you understand and and for the cops you understand if you don't know right graham versus connor right you can't judge it in hindsight you have to judge it it's the objective reasonable in the ob- right standard of the time the officer with similar training and experience based on the facts they had at the time so they right. had facts at this now <clears throat> we can get into we can talk about should you taste somebody that's running just running away right 
Right. And that's why I kind of brought up that policy that most agencies have adopted because of the fact that you can lock up and you can't brace right. the fall. Now, if you're just standing there, they're like, well, what's the difference between standing and running? Well, right. running, you have more inertia going forward. Right. Standing, you have less inertia. You're you're sedentary. It's like a and you go falling. down. Right. It's still going to fucking hurt. And can you still crack your head? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. However, it you can utilize most agencies have that policy where you utilize it because if well, we if we couldn't utilize it, we wouldn't have a taser. So right? I'll, and it's I'll, better than getting shot. I'll speak to my agency's policy. And I thought it was on the restrictive side of reasonable, right? So if you have that middle ground of reasonable, they leaned just over to the restrictive side of reasonable as opposed to the more liberal use side of reasonable. Right. And ours mm-hmm. was if the if all you have is fleeing. You can't tase them if all you have is fleet. Right. However, I got in trouble right, for that once. <laughs> like just like a firearm, right? Can you shoot somebody in the back? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Lean felon in defense of the life or uh, yourself or great bodily injury to somebody else, life of somebody else, right? You can. Right. They they present a clear public threat and they're fleeing and you're shooting them because of the continuing public threat that will exist should they get away right Right. that's that's shooting somebody in the back it's as as it's kind of without quoting the law that's as kind of easy as i can explain it same thing with taser if i tased a guy in the back and my sergeant said hey why'd you tase him in the back i said well he was going over a fence into a yard that was an apartment building that i could see had uh like playground equipment and it was possibly either daycare right. or there were kids present or whatever. And he's already wanted for burglary. He's already broken into another house. He's going over their back fence. He could go into their house where there's children. So I didn't want him now that he was, it wasn't like he was running down the sidewalk. He was going over a fence into somebody's yard where there, he could get into their house where he could take hostages, right. all those kinds of things. So I said, no. And when he went up the fence, I tased him off the fence. Right. But it was in the back. Right. And even, right. even if you didn't have the playground next door, you already have him, you, you already are able to arrest. So you ha- already have that right there. You have, you know, probable cause to, to, to arrest him and whatever. So if you're telling a suspect that you know you can arrest and they're like, fuck you, and they start to walk away and you're like, mm, fuck you, crack and you tase him, you're within policy to do it in most agencies. My agency, you're, you can. Um, yeah, mine, you could not. <clears throat> um, you can, as, as soon as they start to walk away, um, if you're like, he's going to fight, you know, he was already in a fighting stance. You, you can articulate. It's all about articulation. Um, yeah, now, I no, have, if they're challenging you to a fight. Right. And then they decide to walk away. No, nah, fuck you, dude. No. I'm yeah. going to tase you. Well, um, no, see ours. If they decide to walk away, you need to go. You need to try going hands on again because they're no longer they're They're fleeing the fight rather so, than engaging. <laughs> we were going hands on so much and so many fights were happening. They're like, you guys should start utilizing the tasers more. Then we oh. started utilizing the tasers more. They're like, you, you guys, guys should, should go, go back hands, hands on. on. Yeah. So, so that's exactly the scale. That's what happened. And, and I'll tell you this. I, when we got our tasers, I, w- I'm a little biased. I Everyone was the arrest and control instructor. <laughs> so when I saw the tasers, I'm like, all right, we got our, we got our, you know, Star Trek phaser guns set for stun. It'll be great. But um, I said, watch what's going to happen is people are going to stop going hands on. Because they, they can hand out, you know, a tasing and just avoid it. And they're scared of going hands on anyway, because they, 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 you know, halfway remember what they learned in training and they didn't practice it. And so their, their skills in hands on are going to go down. The amount of tasings we hand out are going to go up. 
right? And then we're going right. to get into an area where maybe we're tasing people that we could have just grabbed and put in cuffs and we're handing out injuries. There is so that I scale just, constant back Right, that's that scale, right? So I told the guys, I said, dude, don't start just handing out like taser applications <laughs> like candy, dude. Yeah. You know, it's it's you're going to take a good tool, overuse it and get it restricted. And sure as shit what happened. All the guys started just ta- I mean, they were tasing everybody. And I'm like, you did you could did you try going did you try getting compliance? Did you try you know, nothing. They were just tasing everybody. So they lost it. Right. And <clears throat> ours we, we had that to where to the point where every single use of force, whether it was OC spray, um, foam baton rounds, um beanbag, uh baton, um, or taser, they all if if you could utilize one, you could utilize any of them because right. you had to come to a point where they were trying to mitigate the amount of uses of force and just made cops get better at articulation. Um, and you're like, well, if I can utilize a taser, I can utilize a pepper spray. I can utilize hands-on. I can utilize uh baton. I can utilize this. So, and it was to a point that they wanted just to make it, you know, more DYA where, Hey, they could have, they could have, you know, batoned them, but they didn't, they decided to use a taser right. or they decided and to. That's a good standard. Like you went, right. you know, you could have, you could have sticked him. You know, you could have used a baton. Right. You could have given him a little hickory shampoo, but <coughs> instead you went to the taser because, <clears throat> you know, having some voltage applied is probably better than being struck with a solid object and receiving the blunt force trauma repeatedly. Right. <clears throat> but, well, we'll get into Did some stick carotid and how the carotid <laughs> solves all these problems, but whatever. Anyway, um, the tasings got handed out like candy. So in these instances, when you taste somebody, this guy's a fleeing, you know, fleeing suspect. Number one, if it's within policy to tase him while he's fleeing, then more power to them. Right. Okay. Okay. So they go to, they go to tase him. So then they haven't applied any sort of chemical agent that they know of to him. They haven't sprayed him or anything like that. So how is any reasonable person, supposed to know that there's a gallon of fucking gasoline i don't i never i right. literally never it's all the times i've ridden my motorcycle i've never ridden around with a gallon of gasoline in a backpack no no never never not once never that's dangerous right it's fucking dangerous. so you imagine like vision. sliding down the road and <laughs> your gas oh. starts drenching you and then a spark from the bike as you're oh, oh. God. oh dangerous as shit you're even anyway. Flame so on. <laughs> the standard there is no reasonable police officer should assume that if you tase that guy, it's going to go up in flames. I think that one's right. an outlier, right? Those guys are cut. Those guys are clearly. <clears throat> I right. You know, they, I would. I don't. I think they're pretty much covered unless they unless they saw him filling up at a gas station, putting putting gas into his bike, putting gas into a gas can, placing it in his backpack, and putting it on his back, and then that's if, when they engaged. Yeah. If him. he was a, a suspect in a siphoning gas. <laughs> You might want not to do it. But the second one is very similar. However, this one takes place, if you want to explain it, this one actually takes place at a gas station. gas station. Which inherently causes... (laughs) Yeah, so start there. What happens is they go to take a suspect into custody. I forget what he's wanted for, but regardless, they go to take him into custody. And um, I want to say, because the clip I saw 
was just the scuffle and then the tasing and then kaboom. I think that he was filling up his his bike before. I think it was a stolen bike. I'm not. So it was in Florida. It was in Florida. Um, This this sheriff is already under hot water. Oh, he's I think he's getting charged. So we'll we'll get there. Hot hot water beforehand. But yeah. Yeah. Um, So they get into a scuffle and they're in a gas station at a pump. And then an officer deploys a taser. And then what do you know? Poof. Yeah, so um, deputy, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, he took a taser, discarded at the scene, and used it on the suspect who had spilled gas on him after another officer tackled him by the pump and oh, knocked yeah. his dirt bike over. Yep. That, so, okay, so he was getting gas. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Florida, what I remember. Uh, he, let's see, um, he was filling up his dirt bike. Um, was uh, it the suspect was driving recklessly on his dirt bike okay. with a group of other motorists. Okay, and the Osceola County Sheriff's Office, uh, multiple citizens called in to report individuals who were pointing guns at people. Okay, but that was a day earlier. So you have a bunch of motorcyclists pointing guns at people the day before. All right. So I can understand the the, now you have another group of motorcyclists driving recklessly that ups the tension. But we have to resist the urge to connect this the incidents. You know, it just, just because right. they're similar motorcycle groups doesn't mean these are the guys that were pointing guns at people. Number one, number like, two, be vigilant. But it, and we don't even know. Like, it was multiple individuals, multiple citizens called in to report they were pointing guns at people. But did I mean how reliable is it? So let's start there. Um, they attempted right. a traffic stop. He ignored the patrol car. Pursuit goes. Um, so they did not pursue him, right? So they they flip their lights on to pursue him. He beats feet, so they did not pursue him. Okay, right. Uh, they a lot of agencies to... have policies against pursuing motorcycles. Right, of how dangerous it gets. So multiple officers uh, tried to apprehend him. So I'm, uh, from what I can tell, they decided not to pursue him. But then he had to gas up, and they see him and are able to say that's him. Probably, right. met, you know, matching the description, they're out looking for him. They find him. He thinks right. he's gotten away. Now the cops are like, nope, I found him. And they converge on him. One officer tackles him while he's uh, gassing up his bike. So it says yep, 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 the yep. motorist was taken down from behind <clears> and <throat> gas from his bike. He had finished filling up, but did not put the gas cap back on all the way. So Ooh. he finished filling up. Gas can is open. Gas tank is open. Bad. Gas cap is not on the gas tank of the bike. Officer takes him down. So let's start there. Well, it's just right. I mean, do you have? You know, I wouldn't reason. I wouldn't necessarily tackle the guy. I would probably, if especially knowing what I what we know about the gun thing, I would probably have gunned him. I would probably have pointed right. my gun at him to put your hands up. And he's he's saying when he says gun them, he doesn't mean shoot him. I mean, he just means draw down on yeah. him because he is a suspect that is potentially armed with a firearm. So you meet force with force and you go to take him into custody. If he takes off again, you're in another pursuit or, you know, you have to let him go if you don't see a firearm. Yeah. Gunning somebody is different than gunning them down. <laughs> right. It just yeah. means to point your firearm yeah. at them. So there's many of us who have been in, and I, myself included, have been in uh, um, use of forces inside of um gas stations or mm-hmm. at the pumps. So mm-hmm. uh, I always like to go hands-on. I don't really like the taser. I've gone more hands-on than anything. I have deployed the taser a bunch of times. However, I prefer going hands-on because 
they're, I, I'm more confident in my skills and I've seen the taser not work on people. And I know that if I can go hands-on most often than not, I'm going to gain compliance and be able to take that suspect into custody pretty fucking quick. Now there are outliers. Yeah, I like where I going hands-on. I do too. I, I, I think like it's it. Just, like I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I enjoy the fight. I, I, I would enjoy fighting with right. somebody. I know a lot of guys don't like it. They, 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 they it. they're afraid of getting hurt or whatever the 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 ass you're gonna yeah you know but i would rather go hands-on than use like if somebody says well would you rather go hands-on or spray somebody with pepper spray and have them give up go hands-on would you rather go hands-on or taser somebody (laughs) (laughs) hands-on would you rather go hands-on or stick somebody hands-on right like right it it, it, i would just rather go hands-on get in the fight twist them up and part of that's because i'm an instructor and i know what i'm doing so guys that are out you're there, in if, your abilities. If, if you're not confident in your abilities the way I am, go get confident in your abilities. Like go to, exactly. go to some jujitsu classes, talk to your arresting control, go at, put in to be the arresting control instructor, go to the training, right? These are right. all things that are available to you to get better at yeah. hands-on. And you can even write if your agency's small and like a lot of guys are like, oh, I work at a small agency. We don't really have that. Right. But you can write a proposal in a grant mm-hmm. form and ask your agency to send you to a national law enforcement arrest and control school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> where, so you can bring the training back to your department. Right. So you can bring they it back. Grants and for that. <clears throat> there's so many grants out there. You just have to learn how to do it. And it's very mm-hmm. easy. Um, it, it's a hip pocket class you could probably take and yep. bam, you do it. Two weeks and there of should awesome be someone training. at your department. Who knows how to do it because yeah. at a certain level you have to know how to write a grant because you have to ask for aid and that's the only way to do it yeah um but- and i i've seen there's a there's a local agency there's well okay so there's a local company that i have met and spoken to and i'll leave their name out of it but they are a private company that does you know weaponless defense hands-on training mm-hmm. for agencies security all this other. I will say this, that training is great. They do a great job of training, but neither one of them are cops. Right? Sheepdog response does it. Yeah. Or is yeah. that who you're talking about? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm just saying sheepdog response does it. I'm saying there is a va- there's value to having somebody like you guys go all go to this training by these private companies and all that stuff and receive all the ninja training and, and all of a sudden become, you know, have to register your hands as lethal weapons. Fine. Um <laughs> But without somebody on your department who knows your policy, knows the skills and training of the people that you guys work with on a regular basis and experiences the same calls for service and deals with the same demographic that you do, that person inherently will understand the needs of the department more from the arresting control and writing policy aspect than a stranger who has a one size fits all approach to every agency. So I would say, yes, go to those trainings with those experts, but then go to become an instructor and bring that back that to your back. agency yeah. and kind of combine the two. Um, and here's, but, you know, that's just me. Here's the thing I'm going to say on policy regarding tasers, which is going to be adopted by every agency in the United States is that if there is a combustible material on the suspect, you do not tase such as, uh, pepper spray yeah. because we all know that it can it can spontaneously ignite 
Do you oil based pepper sprays? Right. There's alcohol based pepper sprays. So it's always rule of thumb. You do not fucking pepper spray someone and douse them and then tase them. Right. If that doesn't work, you're going fucking hands on because right. it's just going to be safe. Because if you're tangling up with someone and your partner tases them, guess who's going up with him? You are. Yeah. So it's always a good rule of thumb not to do it. And most agencies, actually all agencies will have that policy against it. Now, a good rule of thumb in a gas station. There are fumes all over the ground because yep. people spill fuel all the time. There's right. diesel fuel. There's there's petrol. There's 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 everything. There's so, yes. 85, 87, right. 91. Expect that shit. Whatever. So getting back or to the video, then I right. You're you're right to get us back on track. This guy tackles him from behind, and then I'm assuming because they don't specify that because the gas cap's not on that he gets doused with fuel, and then at some point another cop picks up a discarded taser which is interesting i wonder if it just fell out of somebody's belt right because they were wrestling and maybe he it fell out of his belt and the guy sees it and goes oh taser cool i'll use that i would surmise that the first officer went to go and take it out and he's like ah fuck yes and puts it back in and doesn't snap it and then could be gets into an altercation and it pops out i mean that's a good that's as good of an explanation for it as anything because it sounds like so right. without any other evidence that sounds like something we would do <laughs> right because i've pulled a taser out on right, someone and been right. like, nah, nah. it's going back in right. and i didn't snap it right because you, you, you know? hope for the tension just to hold it in place because you don't have time you have to transition to another weapon system whatever it's going to be right Quick. well here's where and we don't like to monday morning quarterback anybody but in this instance, right. this guy's being charged with a crime, and I'm going to tell you that I don't necessarily. I mean, it sucks anytime any cop does something on the street and does, you know, it makes a mistake, uh, especially when that results in being charged. But that's why we have laws, right? And right. I would I have made the mistake of tasing somebody at a gas station. I, I don't know. I've never been. You could have. I've never been in that situation where the guy. Now I know my penchant for hands on. And more than likely, I would have crawled on the guy's back and threw my arm around his neck and tried to, you know, arch my back and stretch him out to two inches taller. With an upper body control hold, not a <laughs> right. upper body body can... hold. Well, no, in my upper day, body was, in my day it was extent. still acceptable. <laughs> I always love it. Reading them, you're like, upper body control hold, bro. Hey, it slipped. You're like, I got okay. it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, okay. So real quick, did I ever tell you um, I got a call from, because I was well-versed in use of force, but also the pro- report writing and articulation of it. They sent me to a class and the guy calls me <laughs> and I won't, I won't say who, but he calls me and he goes, Hey, so, uh, so what, what's the verbiage I should use for this technique? And I'm all, what'd you do? And he goes, well, the guy's coming around the corner. He's being foot pursued. And I knew he was coming around the corner. So I was able to catch him. So I stick my arm out and I kind of, you know, kind of like a clothesline. <laughs> and, and I went, well, so I didn't teach you the clothesline, uh, but I did teach you an arm shoulder lock takedown, which requires you to stretch right. your arm across their body. And he's like, yeah, that, yeah, that's probably what I was trying to do. I'm all what? He exactly. goes, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I just didn't, I couldn't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. All. That's what I thought. <laughs> right. And it's always a good rule of thumb when you're writing your reports to help with your articulation, to open up your memorandum and your policy on 
um, joint manipulations, takedowns, things like that, because you're gonna, not going to remember everything under the sun. And it's always a good refresher to have when you're writing these reports. Yeah, you're like, the terminology, the verbiage, right. But fuck, I want to know what it's called because I can't just say, I right. fucking clotheslined him. You know, I punched him in the face. You know, I utilized a, a, a palm strike and I and I, and I I struck him in the face because he was, you know, trying to fight me. There's things that you can utilize that sound better on paper when you're writing them because they are part of your policy and adopted by your training and tactics department yeah. and your agency. So it's always a good rule of thumb to do it. And it's always a good rule of thumb if you're fucking tangling up in a um a gas station don't deploy your taser right. just so i just think that's because you never right. know that's the ultimate thing we're burn. saying it's this no shit right but that's uh, that yeah. so at the point at which i think the mistake is made is when this officer deploys a taser at a gas station on a man that he reasonably should have known i mean they, they say it says no smoking right by the gas pump right the no chances of a cigarette <laughs> the chances of a cigarette blowing up the pump are less than the chances <laughs> of an electric spark electric spark is exactly what an internal combustion that's why they tell you discharge all stat you, you, does anybody actually read the fucking stickers at the gas pump i do it says Wait, discharge static electricity don't touch it yeah, touch car door then touch the pump like never fill the, the gas can anywhere but on the ground like all these right. things they're telling you this because there is a genuine chance that either a cigarette or static discharge can ignite the fumes around you as you pump fuel. They know this. Right. This officer has gassed up not only his police car, but his personal vehicle countless times. And he knows a taser. Del- I mean, the spark is one of the coolest things a taser does. <laughs> you test it before you ship. You see that. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I, can't, dude, I can't tell you how many times gassing up at the pumps, and you look over, and I've been, I've been victim of it myself. I've fallen short, and you're, you're, you're doing your pre-taser check before, uh, at your start of watch, and you're, you're sitting there, and you're at the pumps, and you're, you're, you back up like five feet, and you're like, I'm gonna do my taser, and you're like, cool, it works. Oh, How no, dangerous is that. that? It's so fucking our dangerous. Our gas station honestly, wasn't at, most of at our, yeah, our, our gas wasn't, at, we had to go to a different gas pump oh, than at our station. Was at our station. So we had, yeah, so. We were, I can't tell you how many times officers just like, ah, fuck it. You know, it's complacency. Oh, and, it is And complacency. I've been victim. I've sure. fallen victim of it for sure. sure. However, if I smell gas, I'm not tasing someone. I fucking had, the dude was covered in, in uh, the guy I had, he was covered in um, bleach. And I was like, no, and this is about not even fucking, not even gonna deal with it. Right. Don't, and that's, that goes back to keeping your head, keeping your wits about you. Right. Right. Like that's your responsibility. Like, I don't care. Okay. He made a mistake. Right. He did make a mistake. But I tell my son all the time, if you drop a plate in the kitchen by accident and you say you're sorry, it doesn't fix the plate. The plate's still broken. This guy still got set on fire. And let's face it. I don't, I don't think in the jurisprudence system, that uh, an appropriate level of punishment for reckless driving has ever been codified as burned alive, right? <laughs> like no. that is not a prescribed punishment. So there, there comes a point at which discretion, you have to go, fuck it, dude, I'm not going to set this guy on fire over reckless driving. Right. You know, it's, it's risk versus reward and the risk is too high based on the reward. Might as well just go hands on. And if you, you tweak your shoulder or you tweak your lower back or whatever, fuck it. I mean, the at time least off. you're not, 
you're not burned alive because there's a good chance if you're tangled with someone up at a gas station and you smell gas and someone deploys a taser, you're going up with that suspect as well. And I guarantee you some of those cops got burned pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't think any of those coppers should be uh, brought up on charges like because there was no malicious intent. They were trying to apprehend a suspect. However, the one who discharged the taser is being training. The mm, one who sucks. discharged the taser is being charged with negligence. And oh, they must have had a really strict policy. I mean, I I think people fuck up. I think I think cops are all humans. I mean, I know we are. Um, so I, I always feel bad and I'm always going to try to take the side of the cop unless it's fucking egregious. And you're just like, what the hell? Two people will be charged. Surveillance video shows so the flames then engulfed yeah. the suspect. Uh, according to sheriff's office, deputies were attempting to arrest. Da, 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 da. Um, the does officials say Pareto and the deputy that deploy. Oh, okay. So the suspect and the, <laughs> the deputy are both being charged. Um, yeah. So it's two people. That's the two people. It's not two deputies. <clears throat> uh, but he had the fire marshal's office investigate. Um, he did not send it to the Department of Law Enforcement because a firearm was not used. Instead, a taser or less lethal force was used. Uh, he did not turn the investigation over to Department of Law Enforcement because he has full um, faith in the integrity of his department. They determined that he they were or they referred it for charges. And uh, I guess. The reason he's being charged is because it, it sounds like negligence is the charge. Right. I'm looking. Probably for, didn't articulate well enough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, culpable negligence. So the quote from uh, the department spokesperson, uh, this guy named Lopez, said uh, the deputy was aware that there was gas in the immediate area. He says, "Kill the pump. There's gas." Oh, so you hear him? He shouldn't have fucking deployed. You can, then, even if you kill the pump, you... he said he he then grabbed a discarded taser and told the suspect, "You're about to get tased again, dude." And then his actions were reckless, and the disregard for life re- rises to the level of culpable negligence. So there's some there's Oof. a there's one or two sets yeah, of facts it. in there that change. Just yep. oh, f- he fucked up. If he <laughs> ran up in a panic. And he, he just can articulate, didn't, yeah, I different. didn't know that this guy, wait. but right. when he says, kill the pump, there's gas. Now, now you know there's gasoline and you tased anyway. Bro. It doesn't kill the gasoline. It kills the pump from actively spewing out gasoline, but it right. doesn't kill the gasoline that's already on the fucking ground or right. all over the place. You so, know what I mean? And as we know, fumes ignite. So guys, ignite quick. Like, use your head. Keep your, keep your cool, right? Like... <clears throat> Yeah, that's, and that's fucked. I I feel <clears throat> bad for the dude, but at the same time, I can't make excuses. If and I don't know what it was, but it right. could have it could have been hubris. It could have been complacency. It could have been this guy could be the most arrogant, cocky motherfucker on his department who hands out tasings like it's nothing and doesn't give a shit. And he's like, fuck them. If they fry, they fry. Or he could be the guy, the most timid guy on the department who's afraid to fight and use his taser. And he could be anywhere in between. I have no right. idea. So I'm trying to articulate to you guys. Listen, <clears throat> I'm not making judgments on this guy as a person. I'm just saying that if you get into this job, you're held to a standard. And part of that standard involves, and this is why stress academies are so important. Mm-hmm. Part of that job involves being able to use your fucking brain and yep. keep your cool while the <clears throat> situation is going to shit. 
right? And here's a good rule of thumb. And there's these two things you should probably always follow when you are getting into it. You're going to deploy your taser. There's two, two big fucking no-nos. One, and it was as case law that was brought down from New York, um, tasing from an elevated platform. Mm-hmm. If the suspect is on an elevated platform in New York, they was on like um like one of those elevated things. It's like uh, like three feet high. Yeah. Um, it was something on the, on the on the curb, and he, the suspect was standing. He's like, "Fuck you!" And boom, wasn't he like on a train? Down, cracked his skull. It, it, there was the a train platform. Uh, there was there was that one too. Uh-huh. Was, I mean, there was a fucking bunch. Yeah, like, it, was it didn't just it wasn't just one. That right. There was also one on top of a roof. Right. And the officers were like. Well, we weren't elevated. I was I was up there with him. Like, no, 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 no. Like, it doesn't matter if you're standing on there with him. Right. It's still elevated it, it, because it's a roof. Right. If you there's a I mean? distance to for the suspect or the tased person Hit to fall, ground. right? If they're right. not standing on the ground or within a foot of standing on the ground, it's a bad idea. Like a curb. Like a, you're okay like on a curb. A curb. Because <laughs> it's yeah. flat ground. And if right. it falls sure. onto the street, off of but that, if, what? Hell, if they're standing on the bed curb? of a pickup truck, I'm not going to do it. You can't. No, it's case law. You cannot do it. You will get fucked and you will get probably get charged. Number two, any type of flammable substance on or around a suspect, you do not taste. Or unknown. It's just, if, it's, if you know it's water, soda, whatever, fine. But if you don't know what it is. Right. Hell, if it was in a bar and the guy comes out covered, I, I don't know if it's 151. Right. Oh, there's a third one too. My bad. There's a third one. Any body of water. If you were in a backyard and you taste oh, yeah. someone right next to a pool and they go oh, duh, 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 and they I, fall I into drown. the water and then they fucking drown, that's on you because there are three. I'm sorry. It's not two. It's three. I misspoke. It's three. So elevated platform, mm-hmm. flammable, flammable uh, substance, mm-hmm. body of water. Yep. You do not taste because one electrocution in water bad. You don't take a, you don't take baths with, you know, the poster. The toaster, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, so there's there's those major three things that every agency will have adopted in the United States. Um, I can only speak for the United States because we are in the United States. Anywhere else, like Australia or the UK, I can't speak for that, which I would assume they probably have the same similar law, but I can't speak to it. Um, <clears throat> so those are the main three things you should always abide by when you're getting to deploy a taser. Now you'd be like, well, Chuck. What about a suspect that, you know, you know, a fleeing suspect or whatever? Okay, that's cool. What if I could have used my gun? Okay, you okay, that's fine. You better be able to fucking articulate the reason why you taste someone and you deviated from your policy of that particular weapon system. If you deviate from tactics or policy, you better be able to articulate it. Like the number of tasing, say you taste someone a shit ton of times and you noticed that your taser had broken. And it wasn't working. And based upon, you know, um, the fight, you know, a little bit of tunnel vision, but you're like, it's not working. I don't know why it's not working. And you finally realize it's not working. And you're like, hey, you switch to a new one and it works. And then you're done. And you only taste a couple of times. You better be able to articulate the reasoning why mm-hmm. there was so many uses of or so many applications of that taser. Yeah. Um, now, well, I was going to bring up the one from uh, earlier in 2022. The guy in New York, he actually died, right? Yeah. Um, and so this is the, the third one. They... And this is the one we both saw. He So um, the New York AG's office investigated an incident, and the man died. He was uh, – he covered himself in hand sanitizer, right? So oh, now yeah, – yeah. right. So we're back into that, like, <clears throat> if they cover the themselves into – they, if they, and it's not gasoline. 
But oh, it's that was at the the custody. It, yes, he was in custody. Yeah, he died, <laughs> and he goes Fuck. up like, yeah. So he he was interacting with the police officers in the lobby of the Catskill Police Department. Okay, mm-hmm. um, he's agitated. Um, he takes off his sweater, like you guys know, the sweating, the pacing, the like looks like a tiger in a cage, ready to pounce, kind of a thing. We all have dealt yeah, with that. Right? But he's in the lobby, right? <clears throat> and then he, you know, it's twenty twenty two, folks. There's hand sanitizer sitting right there. He takes the bottle and um, he starts squirting it on his head and chest. So now he's in the lobby. I can't imagine he's not being watched, right, as he's doing this. So now there right. needs to be communication. Hey, he just he just doused himself with hand sanitizer, right? Right. Constant communication. Right. And then um, uh, one of the officers points a taser at him and zaps him. Right Now – Here's the thing. It says at right after he douses himself with hand sanitizer. I have not counted the seconds, right? Is it possible that the officer was deploying the taser as the guy started dousing him in to the point where, yeah, maybe he was done dousing himself, but the officer's commitment had already been made to tasing him. And there was no time in that reactionary gap for him to alter his course of action. Or maybe there was no, there was no word like a hey, douse himself and he had right. no fucking idea. Maybe he just comes you out know? the door with a taser. Like I'm a, just like he always already committed to the, the, you right. know, whatever. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not exactly. That's why the attorney, the attorney general's office is investigating it. But, um, the, the issue is he falls to the floor and the officer exit the lobby and leave him there for 14 seconds. Then they come back into the room. Um, it, they brought in a stretch and then 15 minutes to get him a stretcher. So he spent like a month and a half in ICU and then he dies. Right. <clears throat> and let me, these are, <clears throat> these are some, go ahead. These are some interesting circumstances because there's mm-hmm. a lot of what ifs. Right. And <clears throat> anytime, let me just explain something about fire. Um, anytime someone is set on fire, if they inhale, fire mm. it will actually burn the esophagus and it can lead to um basically you, you, you choke on your yeah, own yeah. fucking suffocation you choke on your own phlegm and and mucus because the inside of your throat is burned and it's swelling and it's closing mm. and you basically sear your lungs shut right and it's just too much and if it gets inside of the lungs you're toast um you know there there's it's just there's so many things that can happen when someone is, is caught on fire and you're like well it took him a while that you know Took him all to die. Yeah, it's because his lungs were probably torched, but they weren't one hundred percent torched. And just the buildup of of mucus that was trying to to cover itself because you get a scab and stuff. It's a buildup of mucus and things like that that creates a hard shell. Well, inside of your body, your body is trying to protect itself, and it starts secreting like mucus and shit, and mm-hmm. you end up choking on that, and he just ends up choking basically suffocating himself to death on his own fluids. And that is something really bad, especially when anything like, like say you drink bleach, which this actually happened. Say you drink bleach and what that's going to do to your esophagus, it's basically going to start liquefying the, um, the, the soft tissue. If you ever spill bleach on your hand and you feel it, it starts to get like pretty slimy. That's because it's a base. It's very acidic. It's starting to break down skin tissue. It's very alkaline. Um, Right. You, you must wash it immediately. Well, if it's inside your fucking throat, they can only rinse it so much. It's the same kind of concept when it comes to fire. Once that fire gets in there and torches it, now it's starting to get mucusy. It's starting to close. It's starting to swell, yada, yada. So it's right. always For those of you that didn't understand basic chemistry, 
there's a pH scale. There's S, acid yeah. and base, right? One's the base is alkali, right? So it's the, the alkali is what you can put on bodies to to make them decompose faster, right? Or acid. That's the whole point is when you go on either end of the spectrum, right? If it's not pH balanced, that God bless secret or whatever the deodorant is that's pH balanced. Um if it's not, if it's too alcohol or if it's too acidic, it's going to start to break down tissue, period, end of story. Right, right, right. right? That's that's just what's going to happen. And that's why you don't want anything to be too one way or the other. Vinegar, uh, vinegar is so base, it neutralizes acids. But vinegar is not so base that just like, yeah, it'll eat through tarnish and stuff like that. That's why you Boom, don't like put vinegar in a metal can. You have to put it in a glass jar. Right. But you can spill it on your hand and be okay. There are other things that are so, you know, red devil lie, <laughs> caustic soda, you know, these kinds of things. Right. You get it on your hand. You guys, if, for those of you that saw Fight Club, this was a scene where he kisses the, the, the back of his hand and then dumps the powder on it. That's alkali, you know, and he gives him a scar because it bubbles up and eats his flesh. Right, right. So these are, this is, this is the stuff you got to consider <clears throat> that people are dousing themselves in. And what it's doing to you, what it's doing to them, it can do to you. Right. And, and for, to deploy it, you don't have to be a scientist or anything like that. You nope. just got to follow some pretty simple rules. Um, and it's those three I told you about. And if you ever have like a doubt and you're like, fuck, I don't know, just don't, don't do it. it. Go hands right. on. And if you're like, I don't have the skills to go hands on. Well, rethink what you're doing okay, as a career. And if you really like your career, you should go, go and invest in it and invest in yourself and get those skills because it could be your life. Mm. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> there's just those three incidents that we decided we would figure we'd break down. Um, you know, uh, the first one that we spoke about really, unless you have x-ray vision or you knew uh, about the prior gasoline, it's, that's a shitty situation. And I think those coppers reacted really well to it. They're like, Oh shit, fire. Let me go get the, the fire extinguisher. And thank God they had a fire extinguisher. And this is why you guys at the beginning of shift, Check your fire extinguisher. Make sure it's good. Don't press it. And Check like, all oh, your shit. Deploy. Oh my god! Nah, make sure it's good. You know, make sure that make sure it's been one. Um, someone a technicians come out and two. Make sure that the 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 pressure is 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 right because mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times that I've had a boot. A check the shit. And he, he doesn't check and you go out and you have to use it. And you're like, there's nothing fucking in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It goes poof and there's nothing there. Yeah. Um. So that's that they reacted really well. Um. And then they took him into custody. You know, good commands. The, the second one. Uh, I understand good. why he's being charged. I'm not saying that I'm happy about it. I'm just saying that I understand. There were some commands. Mm -hmm. Right. And there were some commands being given. You shouldn't deploy mm -hmm. after those commands were given. Mm -hmm. And you already kind of. You've cooked your own goose to by committing yeah. to that. On camera. So you, you, or you actually you cooked kind of his fucked. goose. <laughs> right you kind of screwed on that and then the third one i mean it's just a shitty situation still under investigation we don't have all the facts right you know so it could go either way if you had prior knowledge like i said anytime you have prior knowledge you know you always err on the side of caution or don't do it you know um you well, know here's and, the deal if you came in there and you and he's doused in in anything like he wasn't doused in something before right well yeah you should smell it but he came in there he had a shirt on and he was dry now you're in there he's shirtless and he's slimy and you could you should be able to look. My first thing is I'm going to look around the room and go, the fuck is he covered in? Right, right. It could be a flammable it could be, substance. Who knows what it is, right? But again, we don't know. The officer burst through the door and deployed taser. I mean, it doesn't sound like it. There's just there's a lot of what ifs. So we won't even let's just 
I'd be curious to see what, if anything, comes out of that from the attorney general's office, especially because the guy died. Yeah, I mean, you see him on camera too, just dumping that shit all over him. And and then during COVID, how many of these places and still do making hand sanitizer were, you know, um, distilleries? Because they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, we can basically take the same product that we were making and make Mm -hmm. it into alcohol. Now we can just make it into a jelly, Mm -hmm. uh, more liquidy hand sanitizer. And it's just super strong, right? Because you're using alcohol. In a highly concentrated amount. So, how many times have we during COVID put the hand sanitizer that got delivered to our stations on our hands? You're like, oh, that's tequila. The hand sanitizer is like 120 or 130 proof. Yeah, that's why alcoholics drink it when they're in lockup. You know, it's so just be careful. Um, Table salt and and hand sanitizer. You get the, they use the table salt to extract the gel from the hand sanitizer and then they can drink straight alcohol out of it. Fuck, dude. That's alcoholics, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Chuck, do you? Uh, we don't have a guest, so I guess the dedication is yeah. up to us, is it not? Yeah, I, I have one. Oh, well, that's perfect. I pulled it up. Okay. Investigator Maisha Stewart was shot and killed near the intersection of Reed Road and Rebecca Street during a vehicle pursuit at about 7.30 p.m. Greenville officers and deputies with the Washington County Sheriff's Office were pursuing a subject who had fled after shooting his girlfriend. The subject was taken into custody following the pursuit. Investigator Stewart is survived by her three-year-old son and parents. He was 30 years old. Fuck. Too young. Too way too young. Uh, and it doesn't... It, so I kept track of law enforcement line of duty deaths and ambushes and stuff like that when I was a cop. And I've been keeping track since doing this podcast after retiring and... I'm going to tell you right now, anecdotally, it seems like felonious assaults, ambushes, brazen oh, attacks on police officers ha- are up since like 2015, 2014. Real quick, just let's just go see going way up. what the, um, how many there are, if it's going to tell me. Um, yeah, you can, uh, the FBI, you know, database keeps track of all those statistics. That's how we know, let's, that's how we know, folks, that the narrative about, police officers shooting black people more than any other race is false in fact uh white people like unarmed white people are i think the number one group of uh by percentage people getting shot by the police according to the fbi data that they keep on uh officer involved shootings that's true um so generally there's about 140 on average officers die per year and as tom and i have been doing this podcast and before we had started noticing it going up we're like mm-hmm. okay it's not really 140 anymore um right now year to date as of today and this male, is no beginning of november 2022 so we're in uh, right. the 11th month so 10 so months passed they're just they break it down by gender on odmp officer down memorial page this mm-hmm. is all the officers down in the line of duty so it's not just gunfire. It's not just accidents. Right. It's it's everything. Gunfire, accidents, sure. accident, uh, mm-hmm. other accidents, automobile accidents, shit like that. Which um, used to be the one number one. Right. So, right. And now, male, 175 deaths of officers year to date. Female, 20. That's what, 195? If I did my math, math right. Um, and then um, there's a, few, a lot of canines. Um, and then let's go to, let's just see how many were, uh, uh, COVID, COVID got a lot. Um, 
but uh, gunfire. So COVID, just just to put it in perspective, 64 officers, COVID. And okay. as we just said, automobile accidents used to be the number one. 27, right? Okay. Gunfire. 53 by gunfire. And that's not inadvertent gunfire. That's fucking gunfire. Direct, yeah. Wow. And then wow. heart attack, nine. You know, right. and then there's other ones like vehicular assault, 11. Right. And those are the, 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 the highest See, you got to include, I would include vehicular assault with the gunfire because it's still, anything that's not accidental or not like uh, illness is... is so Then you would be at 64. Yeah. You know, um, and then the other one is struck by a vehicle too, so you can lump that in. So it used to be where automobile crashes... Where we're just strictly like in pursuit, you're, you know, you're yeah. falling, you get an automobile crash, boom, you die. Respond to a call. Those were the most dangerous. And now it's kind of taken the turn where COVID is technically the number one if you just want to lump in just gunfire. Well, but we have lump to in look violent at how many people officers, died of other shit and it got lumped in with COVID. Right. We're still, but if you, anything that's a COVID death right now is still questionable. Still a little sus. But if you just look at assaults like on officers, they are above the COVID, the COVID deaths, right? Yeah. They're even mm-hmm. to above. And that yep. is that is that is crazy. Staggering. That is wild. I mean, I don't think I've ever really seen it. Um, and it's just it's going up. It's getting very dangerous out there. So all the officers that are doing this job, thank you very much. Thank you for your hard service. Thank you for your dedication, and thank you for doing the Lord's work every fucking day and strapping on that vest and you know, that, uh, writing that check, that blank check with your name on it. Because mm-hmm. as we know, this is a very dangerous job, and it's only getting more dangerous as we go on. Yep. Um. So it's easy. We got it from here. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you all for doing the job. Um, and I have some. Uh, yes. Shit. Well, so for locker room, I can't wait to tell you guys, I made the trip out to Seattle. Oh boy. Can't wait to talk about that with uh, you and Matt and Marco. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. I saw my that first trip to a major city since leaving California. And uh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that'll be fun to talk about. Um, how I forgot COVID was still a thing. <laughs> oh, they were wearing all masks and stuff there? Uh, I'll get into it. But also California. the city, what a piece of shit that city is. And it's oh, so sad sure. because it's such a beautiful, I mean, it's literally a beautiful houses, the geography, the, the city itself is gorgeous, but it's, it's just a shame. So we'll talk about that in a locker yeah. room. But uh, I want to talk about those kick-ass shirts we dropped. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so those shirts that we, we dropped was a, um, as it's kind of fitting for this episode because it's uh yep. ride the lightning and yep. it's it's not like we planned it or anything <laughs> oh shit but uh yeah no it's been something that we tom and i had been working on for for quite some time and you know we started way back with getting just started the, um, like, like this was probably year. like last year like almost a full year from yeah now. almost almost into last year we were starting to work on it and you know we were going back and forth in. on designs and I think I doodled it at my desk and I sent it to you. I'm like, what do you think? It was about Antifa. This? Yeah. Yeah. It was the Antifa. Yeah. The, it was the, the Antifa the, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that was oh. when Antifa was like mm-hmm. the, the riots and stuff. We started talking about it. Yep. And then it morphed into this, this, Hey, well, why don't we do tasing? Hey, or, you know, Oh, that'd be great. And, and next, next thing you know, it came to fruition. And now we have um, yeah. the shirt and two stickers. Now, <clears throat> Those stickers are not going to be um, available for for purchase. They are right. only available when you get order the, the shirt. shirt. When you order the shirt, you will get two stickers. You will get a Ride the Lightning sticker and a Ride the Lightning FAFO um, sticker of the full logo on the back. So you get the logo that's on the front of the shirt and the logo that's on the back, and you get two of them. Um, 
So one of each in, in your order. One for, for your you. Yeti and one for your laptop. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they're good stickers. The die cut. They're pretty awesome. And um, so thank you, Watch 3 Apparel, because Rudy over at Watch 3 is the one who did it and yep. hooks up with those stickers. And it's awesome. And this is for you guys. However, it is only for those who purchase the shirt. So if you want the design, you want that, that sticker, unfortunately, you have to purchase the shirt. The shirt is... Not unfortunately. Buy the shirt. We'll give you the sticker. It's a good yeah, deal. You get the sticker free. You also it's get another... Um, you get a, a, a free little goodie in there. I also throw in a, maybe a War Stories patch, maybe another FAFO. Not a patch, but I'm sorry, a War Stories sticker, maybe another, yeah, maybe another sticker. Gets, we're like we're like that candy that the the company that always ships you stuff with like a little piece of candy in there. Right. <laughs> we we think those are nice gifts to get when you know, especially sometimes it takes a little bit to get it out. And if you're listening, you're like, "Well, I haven't got my tracking." Sometimes you know, I get the tracking. I always get the tracking. However, um, sometimes my wife loses it and. Uh, that's uh, always a good thing. But yeah. just know that I try to get your package out as soon as possible and, um, you know, try to get out there as quick as possible. But uh, yeah. so as always, thank you guys today for listening. Um, I'm trying to get into my notes. Um, and it, it's, so it's you guys working, can follow but... us on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram. Seriously, go and review, rate and review. The One of the things that helps podcasts get charted like is when they pop up in other people's feeds as suggested for you or um you know highly rated on on this you know google or highly rated on apple or whatever so if everybody can go and leave us a five-star review you can type whatever you want you know type a middle finger we don't care but uh leave us a five-star review it really does help grow the podcast and the more that we we still get people emailing us i just started listening to you guys now how do i hear your back issues uh if you want to hear our back catalog you got to go to podbean or you can go to our website www.warstoriesofficial.com and all of our old episodes are there because google spotify Apple, they only keep a certain number of About them. Like 150? Yes, yeah, it depends on the platform. But it, past that, you can't get into our back catalog unless you go onto our hosting site or our uh, actual website store merch. Right. You know, all that. So visit us there. <clears throat> and if you want to come on the show, it's booking.warstories at gmail. Yeah, because we are still going to have guests. We're doing these debriefs, but we are still going to have right. guests. Right. So we wanted to start doing these debuts because we want this to start morphing into, you know, overall stories of things that we see, right. um, other stories that people write in that they don't necessarily want to come on the show. So we want to be able to talk about those as well as have our guests on. So if you yeah. want to come on the show, booking.warstories at gmail.com. Um, we're looking for law enforcement, firefighters, veterans. Um, first the more you support us, the more we can bring you content. We'd love to, especially Chuck, we'd love to do this full time. Yeah, it'd be great. And if you're looking... I'm gonna I'm gonna plug myself real quick. Here we go. Um, if you're looking uh, to follow um, one of our other account, one one of my accounts, not our, our other accounts, but if you want to follow another account that I have, go to Slabside Gecko on Instagram. <laughs> Chuck's a gecko breeder. If you want to, you want a really fucking expensive gecko. Go see um, Chuck. It's you cool. Need you a know, like gecko. Go see stuff. Chuck. Yeah, Slabside Gecko. <laughs> Slabside Gecko on Instagram. It, you'll see a little car with a gecko on top. It's my old Lincoln. Yeah. Yep. Follow me there and uh buy a yeah, gecko. It's great. But anyways, <laughs> buy a gecko. No, um I just you know, the follows help. Yep. But anyways, thank you guys for for tuning in today. Again, if you want to come on the show, booking.warstories at gmail.com. Um if you have any questions, you can also go to mailbag. Um and if you forget any of these, 
an email us, link in a bio on Facebook and yep. Instagram. Share a post, share our stuff. Try to get more active again on, on uh, Instagram because um, it helps with the algorithm. But again, if you want to come on the show, booking.worcesters, gmail.com. If you forget, link in the bio on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to just write in and you know say what's up to, to Tom. Yeah, send us an email. Go to mailbag war stories mailbag the mailbag.warstories at gmail.com mailbag at, okay yeah. mailbag.warstories at gmail.com and until our next episode come home with your shield or honor